My Wax Museum is a proud member of the Create Vine. Hey, before we get into today's show, I just wanted to pop in and mention that My Wax Museum is part of a whole network of shows produced at Mecco Radio. The network includes shows like She Has a Name Too, Broken Bulbs, The Old Goal of Truth, and more. We've got some incredible projects happening now, starting now, and upcoming. So tune in for those. We'll be talking about those more in the future as they come out. But for now, if you want to check out the other shows, you can do so at mechoradio.com. That's it. Just mechoradio.com. Go to mechoradio.com. That's Echo with an M in front of it. M-E-C-H-O radio.com. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by Mason Carr. Now, Mason and I have an interesting story of how we met. I mean, he's another podcaster, so of course, it's one of those internet stories. I also apologize for a little bit of background noise while we were recording. I did have a roommate take a shower. Just a heads up. In this conversation, Mason and I talk about the importance of being able to talk and the need for listening. And we also talk about his experience being bullied and how he got through it. And remember, after today's show, to make five minutes today to listen intently to the people around you. Mason Carr, welcome to My Wax Museum. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on here. You're from all the way across the pond in the UK. I love finding out um, from from the guest. I know we met very recently, but I like hearing the telling of it from the guest. So would you mind filling the audience in on how it is that we know each other? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I myself, we, I'm a, I'm a just starting out as a podcaster and I believe the uh, on Twitter, I, I sort of put out a tweet to to see if anyone was up for a collaboration, and you were the first person to reply, uh, very enthusiastically, I must add. And uh, we started talking from there. We had a, had a quick call uh, the other day. Well, I say a quick call, it was about an hour long, uh, just to chat and, and sort of see, so just to meet each other, if you like. Obviously, like you say, you're, you're across, the, uh, across the ocean, so we couldn't meet up in person, but uh, yeah. Uh, it was that that's how we that's how we met yeah yeah and it is it's always cool like I'm always delighted to meet another podcaster so it's fun when I get to just sit down and not even record like you said our first meeting it was just an hour of us just chatting just you know who are you you know what are you doing what do you want from podcasting and after that I was like well why don't you come on my wax museum I'd love to interview you you know now that we've met I can do that. So uh, it was a really cool conversation. I'm looking forward to this one today because today I get to find out a little bit more about who you are outside of podcasting. So why don't you fill me in? Where are you from originally? So originally I'm from a, a city uh, <clears throat> in, in England called, called Worcester. Uh, you've probably only ever heard of Worcester in terms of Worcestershire sauce, which uh, often has a, a very uh, big problem with people trying to pronounce it. It's the correct way of pronouncing it. Just so anyone listening wants to know is Worcestershire, not Worcestershire or Worcestershire. It's Worcestershire. <laughs> That's how we pronounce it anyway. I always heard people say Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's 
Yeah, it's it's definitely Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I can confirm that. Yeah. That's from that's from a from a local. <laughs> uh, we still got the factory in the, in the city, which is which is nice. It's not used for the same reason anymore, I don't think, but uh, it's still there as part of our city's history. Um, I mean, that's that's where I'm from. Um, if it's it's like I say, you won't have heard of it very often, probably other than the source. But it, it's it's in the West Midlands, which is near to Birmingham. Interesting. So, I've I've never been to the UK. And, and so maybe fill me in on your experience being there. Like, what is the best thing about the West Midlands? In my opinion, it's a, it's a perfect mix between country and city, if you like. So as in, when I say country, I, I mean, you know, the, the nature side of it. So rather than it just being a, a concrete jungle, you've got both aspects. We've got a, we've got a lovely town set, set of town centers, if you like. So a sort of way where you'd go shopping and that kind of thing, uh, you sort of commercial areas, but we've also got some really nice, uh, agricultural, uh, you know, environments. We've got some lovely parks and, and woods or forests, if you would call them forests, but uh, just some very nice nature mixed in with, with, a uh, that commercial side of it as well so it's got got both sides of the coin if you like so that's that's probably my my favorite part about it i love it i love it and so growing up there you mentioned in our quick questions that you're 19 and so that you know growing up the younger you is isn't that far removed from who you are now so maybe give me some perspective about what that experience has been like did you feel like you had an idyllic childhood or um or exciting or how would you tell your story well it, i'd say it probably comes in three parts the uh the first part of my childhood i'd say zero to about 12 or 11, about no about 11 was as, as good as i could get it you know i've i've got a, a loving family my my mom and dad are still together um which i know can be uh really really just just stressful for, for some families where where the, the parents split up unfortunately but they're still going strong after 20 plus years um i, I had you know we weren't we, we're not a we're not a wealthy family by any stretch of the imagination you know uh, but it, it's it, we, we weren't ever at a state where we weren't getting fed we always had food on the table and and clothes and you know a roof over our heads so, so that, that were the main things uh, from the ages 11 to probably about, I'd say 14, I went through some through some serious uh, sort of mental health issues. I, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, amongst other things, uh, which really did take a take a, a toll on my life, especially in that that time frame. Obviously, 11 to 14, that's sort of you're starting to go through uh, physical and mental changes all the same. Uh, and so that had a had a really big impact on me and how I am as a person now. But um, then I say like the, the third three part story. Um, as I grew older, I learned ways to to manage and deal with my with my uh, issues that I had, uh, and and be able to turn myself into what I once was pre pre uh, sort of eleven. So I'm I'm now happy to say that you know I, I'm no longer going through depression. My anxiety is still there, but it's a uh, very much depleted because I've managed to through years of therapy and and medication I've managed to to help myself along with the help of other people uh help out of it get myself out of it sorry so that's that's probably how I how I sum it up but not to focus on on those that sort of negative side of it if, if you'd like uh it, it's it's definitely been a positive experience it's I think what I've gone through is 
is has a made me the person I am today and I wouldn't change it for the world. I I think it, it, it strengthens you as a person mentally and physically and it, it prepares you for what life is because life isn't all plain sailing. Yeah, I think, you know, the the past few guests that I've had on the show have talked about the importance of mental health and the importance of taking care of yourself mentally. And I've I've been able to kind of look at other people's experiences through doing this podcast, which has been awesome. And so I I want to hear you you talked about, you know, overcoming it and the things that that you're doing now um to to be a happy person and to, you know, live live your life fully. And so maybe fill me in what what are you doing to to live that life? What are the things that you do day to day to be yourself a happy person? I think honestly the, the most important thing I and anyone else can do in terms of keeping their mental health at a stable level is to talk. Hence podcasting, I think. it Talking to people really helps. It helps me uh, more than I can I can explain. It's talking is my is my release. I, I am able to speak to people about me and my feelings, and and that really helps. It keeps things out of your head. Once they've been materialized by your voice, they're out of your head, and then you don't have to think about them as much because they're they're in the uh, <laughs> in the vibrations of the world, if you like. Now, because now it's not just you dealing with them. You said it to somebody else, and they can understand what you're feeling, and even give advice on it. And then the same on the other way around it's so important to listen because if you're just doing all the talking and not listening then you're not taking in anything from anyone else and you know it, that sort of ability to stop for a moment taking what someone's saying and then act on what they've said is probably one of the things I'm most grateful to be able to do in my life I love that um I know I know for myself during the pandemic podcasting has been the only thing that has kept me sane because thanks to it I've been able to be in contact with people who otherwise I wouldn't I wouldn't be in touch with and it allows me to have these great conversations and learn from the experiences of other people does that have a lot to do with getting now into your present with your interest and now your your action into podcasting as a hobby I think it, I think it does. Yeah, I, th I think whether it's uh, sort of directly, I'm not sure. Maybe more of a, of a subconscious sort of effort to to allow me to to speak because I think uh, I've always been a talker. I'll, I'll put it that way. I've always been a talker. I've always spoke a lot. <laughs> I used to get in trouble for it at school, but uh, that's that's what a lot of people or when I was you know younger, a lot of kids do. Uh, it, it's something that that's it's been a part of my life. I think that the podcast. Is a, is a release for that and hopefully I like, like I say I think you've got to be confident in yourself and I like to think that I have an ability to talk you know I, I can speak in a certain way which hopefully people will, will find interesting to listen to is the hope <laughs> and uh, so that's 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 I think why I do it because I think I'll because I know I enjoy it to start off with. I know I enjoy talking to people I enjoy talking to interesting people like yourself and I think that do, doing podcasts hopefully will allow me to share that that enjoyment with other people. I love it. Yeah. And I think podcasting is a great medium for it because it is conversations. It's sitting down and having this conversation. And what's really fun is that you get to watch it back. You get to go back and say, oh, yeah, I remember talking about that. You can go back and hear things that you learn in the way that you grew. 
what is the biggest thing as you get into podcasting? What's the thing that you're just most excited about? I think the thing I'm most excited about is honestly the the meeting of new people. You now whether whether I make podcasts and it gets one view or it gets a million views is 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 not even up on the top three. I wouldn't say. I mean, if I'm meeting and speaking to new people, I'm learning from them and sharing what I know with them, and they're sharing what they know with me. I think I'm winning. You know, I think that's a it's a huge success. I'm if I'm able to speak to people who I perhaps usually wouldn't have been able to speak to. Uh, you know, uh, that for me, that's a success. Yeah. Yeah. It does open that door, doesn't it? I mean, we are thousands of miles apart. I don't know. Have you ever even been to Canada? No, no, I haven't. My, my auntie lives in Canada in the, in the same area as you, but, uh, I've never been there myself. Unfortunately, I wish I could have. Right. And I, I've never been to the UK, but because of podcasting, we're able to get in touch, which is just really, really cool. I mean, I just adore the internet and love podcasting for exactly this reason. Now, something you mentioned in your quick questions that I'm, I'm curious about is that you have Tourette syndrome. If you're comfortable sharing, would you mind sharing with the audience what is Tourette's and I guess what your experience as Mason has been like? Yeah, I mean, so effectively, Tourette's uh, is a, I believe, neurological disorder. So it's it's in the brain, effectively. Uh, it it means sort of physically that and and vocally, you will uncontrollably at certain points uh, say or do things, um, and not have much choice in the matter. I think a good explanation for how I feel about it is imagine trying to hold in a sneeze. Uh, it perhaps can be done, but it makes you feel really uncomfortable as you're doing it. Uh, that, that's what it is for me. For other people, I think it's more um, prominent than that, and they physically cannot do anything to stop themselves. Uh, for me, I do have a bit of control over it. Um, I mean, as, as me and you are speaking now, obviously we can see each other. You'll notice that I'm constantly blinking. Now I've mentioned it, you'll probably realize it, but a lot of people don't realize to start off with. Um, obviously, it's come with positive and negatives. Uh, positives has given me some very funny stories to tell, um, <laughs> which is always a nice thing. Uh, I can remember one time when I was in college, uh, the whole room was silent and out of nowhere. I won't repeat what I said, but out of nowhere, I just said something unbelievable. And it was um, it was it was pretty hilarious. I'll, I'll give you that. The uh, the guys I went to college with were, were amazing. And, and we, we all got on really well in, in my in my class. So uh that that was okay and no one no one judged me for it but it was just a good laugh the teacher found it quite funny as well so it's uh so that was the, sort of the positive part of it which you know i'm really happy that i can say that there are good things to it and it's it's not a it doesn't in a way it, i like to not let it affect me because why should it you know it's it's something i've got it i deal with it and i move on from it uh obviously there are negative things uh as with most things in life there are downsides to it um during my school time, especially, I got I got bullied quite heavily for it um, by some people who obviously either didn't like me or didn't like the fact that I was different. But they decided that the best thing to do to uh, control their feelings was just to let it out and and tell me that I've got Tourette's quite quite frequently. And uh, obviously, that had quite a big impact on me as well. I, I didn't like it. No one likes being bullied. Uh, but as I got older, I learned to just acts about it in a more mature way and the people who are who are speaking to me in that way uh it takes a certain person i think to to 
inherently bully someone for something they have no control over. I don't have any control over having Tourette's, see. So it takes a, a very certain kind of person to be able to do that uh, to, a, to a fellow human. You know, it's not least of one that you, you see day in, day out. Uh, it, it also, after, after time, you realise that although it seems it, it's really not that personal because they do it as a group and not as a singular. They, you know, bullies, if you like, they act in groups. They don't do it as singular people, as individuals. They do it because they think it will make them seem funny and make them seem popular for the, for their friends. Um, so in a way, like they've used me as a stepping stone to get more popular. You know, it's not a nice way to think about it. That's But that's what they've done. But when you realise that it's not it's not personal about you specifically, it's just because they can, it does take a bit of that that edge off. For me, it did anyway. Yeah, that's interesting, and I like how you how you gain that perspective of realizing that they don't hate me; they're just trying to seem cooler to their friends, right? And yeah, I think that's a really great perspective to have on it. Hey guys, Future Alex here, and I'm sure you can guess exactly what I'm going to say. I'm going to invite you to go and check out all the other Mecco radio shows. These are the shows that I produce myself and with my siblings. We have some excellent content coming out. She Has a Name 2 just started its next season. Season 3 of She Has a Name 2 is out now, and you can check that out on MeccoRadio.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Something you also mentioned in our quick questions was that you, um, that you have grown in confidence, that that's one of the best things that you've changed about yourself, is that you're a more confident person now. What would you say it was that allowed you to develop this, this newer confidence? I think the confidence comes hand in hand with the ability to not care what people think or not care as much what people think, if you like. If I can, if I can allude back to the point that we were just talking about, about, about the Tourette's, it, if you can imagine every day, lots of people go through it as well. If you can imagine every day being, being made to feel small about something you have no control over and being picked on and tormented for it, obviously it's not nice in the time, but if you can, if you can, Every day, get back up, go back to school, go back to college, go back to work. And then it happens again. You go home, go to sleep, do it the next day and the next day and the next day. You've got to think in some way that makes you a stronger person because you're living through a a physical hell, if you like, and, and you're making through it. You're making yourself work through it because that strengthens you. You know that on the end, at the end, in the end of it, which it will end. That it will not last forever. You know, anyone, anyone who who's being bullied at school, it, it will not last forever. It does stop. And the idea that as long as you keep that in your mind, it will make you a stronger person is what's made me confident. Because I now don't care what people say because I've got that perspective on on me. I, I care what people say to an extent. Well, you know, if if someone thinks that the things I'm saying or the things I'm doing are inappropriate or something like that, you know, for example, obviously I take that on board. Maybe if I'm acting in a certain way that isn't isn't especially uh, you know sort of appropriate or acceptable, then obviously that's a different story. But if someone's saying something like, "Oh, you look stupid in in those clothes," you know, it it, it doesn't affect me. If I want to wear them, I'll wear them. I mean, today I went to pick up my my older brother 
in uh in my dressing gown i went drive, drove in the car to went just in my dressing gown and I, I i don't care because for me i'm doing what i want to do i'm comfortable and <laughs> and that's what matters the most that's awesome i love i <laughs> love that I'm the type of person who wakes up in the morning and showers. And I don't know if it's because I care too much what people think. I just like having my shirt tucked in. So maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm weird like that. So I, I was going to say, I, I, I like presenting myself in a proper way as well, especially when I'm acting professionally. Obviously, any of my podcasts I do, I'm always wearing a shirt and a tie because I, I like to be professional in that way. But what, when I'm on my day off, you know, is, is, is the key point. When, I, when I've got nothing to do, I was in the house all day. I didn't do anything with my day. I just relaxed. So when they asked me to pick them up, I said, yeah, that's fine. But uh, I'll go in my dressing gown because I'm not trying to impress anyone. You know, obviously the next day, if I'm, if I'm doing things, I want to be productive. I might put my shirt, my tie, my blazer on because it puts me in that right mindset to do, to do professional things. So when I, when I go to work on, on Monday or whenever I'm next at work, it's, um, it's a different story as well. I, I put on my uniform and then I, I get ready to, uh, to be pre- professional in that way. So it just depends on the situation. But today was a, uh, was a, was a, a lounge day. I like it. I love that. So uh, <laughs> it just seems, you know, like you're you're very intentional about things. You work uh, and have produced this this confidence in yourself and this realization that it's not that important what people think about those little things, right? And so I guess looking forward to the future, what are your as a young person? What are your career plans what are your hopes and dreams uh for all of it what are you working towards i think to be of best value i can be uh in whichever field i choose to to work and i think it was uh, a quote similar to that by albert einstein it was it something along the lines of don't look to be a person of success but look to be a person of great value it was something along those lines which to me really hits home because i, I think some people will get successful after less work than you've done. And I think that it sometimes it's about right place at the right time. Not to say it's luck because it's not luck. It's, it's perhaps putting yourself out there. But I think sometimes you can work harder than someone and they might still get the promotion. You can, you can work better than someone and they still might get that pay rise and you don't. It's, so it's, for me, it's less about being success, successful, but being the best version of what I can do, bringing the most value to the workplace or, or, or wherever I am that I possibly can. Uh, I think, I think success comes to, comes to, to people deservedly, but doesn't come to everyone who deserves it. So some people deserve it and don't get it and others deserve it and do get it. So I think as long as I can in myself know that I'm of value, I'm, I'm doing the best I can do, then that's, I'm happy. I love that. I think that's such a good perspective to have is that you're putting your effort in, you're doing your end of the bargain. And from there, all you can hope is that you are put in the right place at the right times and end up having those successes that you're looking for. So you, you mentioned the career field that, that you choose. Do you have an idea of what you want to do or are you kind of in an exploration phase right now? 
I'm I, I'd say I'm in an exploration exploration phase. I've tried a few things. Um, I've always been since about the age of ten. I've been really interested in sort of technology. I I was sort of uh, by trade. I'm a I'm a technical sort of support person on the phone. Have you tried turning it off and on again? That kind of thing. And that's that. That was my that was my first proper job. I'd say like first you know sort of career path. Um, it didn't work out as well as I liked it. There was there was issues, uh, sort of. First of all, financially, I was I was an apprentice apprentice, which I think uh, much. Do you have apprentices? Yep. On the other side of the river, <laughs> yeah. you do, and that kind of thing. So it effectively I was on a on a much lower wage, but also getting a qualification out of it. Due to circumstances in my life, I I uh, I couldn't work there anymore because I needed to get I needed to be on a higher wage because I couldn't afford to to do what I needed to do. On, I think it was three pound ninety an hour, which is about about uh, five dollars fifty cents, I think, or something like that, an hour, which isn't isn't a lot. I mean, I was only seventeen, um, but it, it wasn't a lot for what I needed, so I had to I had to leave the first place. I went to another another company which did um, different stuff while I was doing the same job effectively, uh, but then unfortunately, I just I. My my supervisor got me and him got on really well, and my boss, me and him, got on really well. Um, then COVID hit, and I started working from home, as did everyone else in the office. And there was a different dynamic entirely. Uh, obviously, the, the supervisor has to, and I understand that, has to make sure that everyone's doing their their work and putting their their fair weight, which is totally understandable. That's what you've got to do, but because he couldn't see us working because he wasn't, we, you know, we were we, we weren't all in the same room. He's having to make sure that we're working. And sometimes I felt like perhaps it was because I was the youngest or perhaps it was because I was, I was the newest. Um, I, I felt like he was singling me out uh, in, in my own opinion. Um, so, and, and then the supervisor then became my, my manager uh, and the manager who I did really get along with the whole time. Uh, he sort of moved sideways in the, in the organization just took on a different role instead so that made things even more difficult so i ended up leaving there because i i didn't i didn't like the atmosphere i was working in i, I wasn't looking forward to going to work in the morning or i say going to work i wasn't looking forward to uh waking up and going to my desk in the morning uh because i knew i'd have to interact with with uh that specific person which which was bringing me down and and it was it was it was affecting me and my and my sort of my my mentality because I wasn't happy what I was doing. So I, I left there. Um now I'm doing something completely different. Um I, I'm not gonna say what it is, if that's okay. Uh mainly because it can attract um can attract some hate online and i wouldn't want to uh to take away from from what this is which because it's not it's not about what i do for a living it's about you know us speaking so i don't want to take away from that but it's a it's a it's a job almost controversial but i i do it as best as i can and uh that that's what i do i mean i've been doing this this new job for about three months i'm enjoying it you know i'm 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 doing something completely different. Something I never thought I'd be doing before. Um, I'm on much better uh, salary than, I, than I've ever been before, and I, I like the people I work with a lot. I like I like them a lot. It's a really nice atmosphere there. So, in terms of going forward, 
what would I do in the future? I can't see myself being in this job forever. Um, but we'll just have, we'll just have to see what, what happens. I like to take things as they come. Um, I like to seize opportunities when, when they're given to me. If someone says, would you like to try this? I'll say, I'll say yes, because I want to try that. Whatever it is, I'll give it a go because I want, you know, you, you have to experience things to know if, if it works for you. And one day someone will come to me and say, you know, we've seen what you've been doing. We know you've been working hard. Would you like to try this? And I'll say, yes, please. I got to say, I think that exploratory phase of, of life is probably, you know, just it's, it's one of the richest because you get to try so many different things. You get to experiment, experiment with different things. And I just want to say, before I get into my last questions here, I want to note, uh, Mason, you said that it was, uh, it's a controversial job. It's probably not what anybody is thinking here. Uh, just because I, I was thinking, I was like, what could people think? And uh, I was like, oh man, there are so many things that people could think. I can pr- pretty much guarantee it's not what anybody is is thinking. Uh, is thinking it is. So uh, <laughs> I just thought that was that was funny. But with that, I do want to plug your podcast before we get to my final question. Would you mind telling everybody? where it is that they can find your podcast and what's it called? Yeah, thank you. Um, so my podcast is called Mason Speaks. It can be found on uh, Spotify or on, on YouTube. I release it with, with the visuals as well um, on the YouTube channel Mason Speaks. It can also be accessed on my website, which is masonspeaks.co.uk. Uh, you can find the, the latest episodes on there. Uh, also, my Twitter, I, I released uh, the the notifications for when they're when the podcasts are available to watch, and that's at uh, Mason underscore Speaks. Perfect. Well, with that, I have one final question that I ask every single guest who comes on the show, and that is: at the end of your life, when you're looking back on everything you've done up till now, everything you're doing now, and everything that you will hopefully do in the future, what are the things that you're looking back on with the most fondness, pride, and satisfaction? Wow, that's a really nice ending to to the uh, conversation. That's a, a perfect question to ask, I think. Uh, things that at the end that I look back on with the most sort of appreciation of, I think the, the time away from... For, we can we can all strive for success in business and in in profession and working hard and that's great and it can give you so much pleasure however for me the most important thing is is your family and and your relationships with the people around you i think if i can look back at, at the end of my life and know that i've treated my family well and they've treated me well I think I'll be happy with that as long as people, uh, you, you know, as long as I'm, I appreciate people and they appreciate me too, then, then that's all anyone can ask for. I, I think if you've treasured your moments with, with your family and shared them and, and not let uh, your, your professional side of your life stop you from having a personal side, because at the end of the day, you, you the basic premise of having a job is so you can earn money so you can pave your way in the world personally you you earn the money you then are able to 
survive by buying food and things like that and you can use the leftover money if you have any to to do things that you enjoy so as long as that your professional life doesn't overtake the enjoyment of your personal life i think it's a it's a win so for me it's it's family as long as i've i've had a nice family life maybe i've got a couple of kids or something that would be a that would be perfect i love that well mason i just want to say thank you very much for joining me today no worries thank you for having me on that's really kind of you thank you and thank you for listening not just to this show which we certainly do appreciate but more to the people around you the people in your life that you just happen to know take some time just five minutes to listen intently to the people around you Mecco 